Today on our Galaxy podcast, we're going to continue our series on Outsource to America. Um, today, we'd like to be focusing on the impact this program has right in your community and how potentially it could accelerate your career. As a reminder, O2A started in 2009 with emphasis on revitalizing communities, starting with Detroit. Its main goal is to educate, retrain, employ local professionals to create a resilient IT workforce in the U.S. Since it started in Detroit, we've expanded in Hartford, Milwaukee, upcoming in St. Louis, Nashville, and beyond. Joining me today, I'm excited to welcome Valeria Rodriguez, Assistant Vice President, Corporate Institutional Banking, IT at BMP Paribas. And of course, Galaxy's own Sandeepan Gangopade, President and COO, and Ryan Hoyle, Senior Director and O2A Program Executive. Welcome to the show, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Hey, so I'm excited to get this one kicked off. Sandeepan, Ryan, let's hear about the first time you met Valeria. Uh, thanks, uh, Tracy. You know, and uh, it's interesting about how we uh, met Valeria for the first time. I remember visiting her school and uh, some of us, Ryan, we were there and we were talking about the program and IT as a career. And uh, there, it was, I think, Valeria an Auditorium with a lot of, lot of students, probably juniors, seniors, and uh, in Jersey. And uh, I distinctly remember Valeria asking a question and a tough question. She asked about, uh, I don't know, Valeria, if you remember, but you asked me, we were talking about how automation helps with robustness and resilience. And, and you asked, how do you ensure that releases have no defects? Now I'm paraphrasing, but something yeah. like that. Like and you remember, Han, I was absolutely floored and blown away. And, uh, uh, you know, no surprise, it has been wonderful to see, you know, your career go from strength to strength and no surprise at all. Precious memories for sure for me. I agree 100%. And again, I couldn't answer the first question. Valeria asked Sandeep and I probably still couldn't. So I'm just in the off sitting on the <laughs> podcast with these two senior IT professionals. <laughs> but what I remember most about Valeria was Valeria in a room now, we ended up with 22 uh, between Valeria and her peers joining Galaxy, but the initial meeting was much, much broader and bigger than that. And I just remember the maturity that Valeria showed, but also the focus. We talk about um, non-traditional hiring, people without four-year degrees in computer science, and we always look for aptitude and drive. And what I, I don't remember the conversation, the details, but I remember after meeting Valeria saying, this is the person that we need to have inside of our team to understand the team member experience and make sure that our program is satisfying all of the participants because Valeria came in knowing that this was a pathway to her future. There was no way she would have known what that pathway would look like or what it would entail, but she knew it was opportunity. And again, it wasn't just from the questions she asked us, but Valeria was a leader amongst her peers and they all turned to her to understand how to navigate that opportunity. And again, I just am so proud to be back on this phone all these or back on Zoom all these years later, just celebrating her success. And you know, Tracy, um, uh, one thing um, I, I will uh, tell you, in another podcast we did with uh, Tim Kessler, 
uh, he pointed out that there are two ingredients. It's the aptitude and the attitude. And to what Ryan is saying, Valeria epitomizes both. And, and it's, it's, it's uh, definitely, you know, not only something we have cherished in, in terms of our outsource to program, but, uh, you know, I hope that Valeria um, and this podcast uh, will be will become a beacon, you know, for uh, all the new recruits and all the new team members that are joining the outsource to program to see where they can get to. So looking that's, exci- forward- that's exciting. That must be really and I, I would have to, I guess, pretty fulfilling for you guys, the, you and Ryan to both remember uh, meeting Valeria in 11th, 12th grade. I'm sure Valeria has very different memories of that. (laughs) Were you intimidated by these guys? It doesn't sound like you were at all. I I actually was. I mean, going into an environment where you know nothing about people that are super intelligent and you just want to take it all in and learn as much as you can from them. But um, I I definitely did build great relationships with, with each of them. Oh, that's it's so nice to hear. So can you tell us a little bit like from, from them, from meeting them, um, tell us a little bit about what you do um, now and what you find exciting about it. We're interested in, in hearing from you. So the, the baseline of the skills that I have, I would say definitely came from what I learned at Galaxy. And from leaving there, I have had the opportunity to work for not one, but two investment banks. Um, currently, I'm at uh, BNP Paribas working as an assistant vice president for corporate and institutional banking IT, as you mentioned. Mm-hmm. So I work as a part of a small team that's um, in charge of overseeing transversal IT topics, anything from budget to controls, risk. A lot of what I do uh, is driven by urgent demands, putting out fire drills, things like mm-hmm. that come up mm-hmm. um, from a management perspective, but also um, taking the lead on our annual budget processes, creating presentations for our business sponsors, um, creating town hall decks, PL, financials, coaching project managers on the IT lifecycle, which is something that I did learn as a part of the program that I did at Galaxy. Um, so it's really exciting. And um, I, I definitely have been able to leverage my skills and continue that's, to build on them. That's awesome. I, I see Ryan wants to, to chime in here for a second. I think he's getting, I think he's getting a little choked up. He's so proud of you. I'm getting a little misty. I genuinely am. <laughs> but let's not go on my tangent. This is not uh, area. <laughs> um, so, you know, it sounds really like when you, um, you know, met these guys and to where you are today, is this, did you have a vision? Did you go into this having a vision? Was this even on your radar as an opportunity? Or, you know, tell, give me a little bit about your mindset. I did not have a clear vision on what I wanted to do from a career perspective. Um, If you would have told me 10, 15 years ago, this is where you're going to be today, I wouldn't have believed you at all. So um, academically, I knew that I was strong in like science, math, but I had very little exposure to technology and engineering. Mm -hmm. So um, I I really didn't know. And after I started um, the program with Galaxy and uh, WOS, um, I, I knew that this is where I would build my career. And, and in my mind, I had no doubt that I was going to be successful in this industry. Obviously. And obviously, you know, I would ask you, how has this hard work opened up doors for you? And it sounds like it really has. It definitely has. I, I think when you are committed to what you do and you hold yourself to a high standard, regardless of where anyone else holds you, 
your work just speaks for itself. And I, I think I've benefited from that because um, on multiple occasions, I was approached by other people that were observing my work style and my deliverables and they created opportunities for me. Yeah. One example is I, when I left Galaxy, I started working as a PMO at Credit Suisse. And um, one of the managers there approached me and offered me to do business analysis and project management work within the finance industry, which is something that I didn't have prior experience for. And I was able to lead projects while still getting to know the business, which was an amazing opportunity for me. And uh, similarly, an ex-colleague, there was a project management opportunity uh, within her team and she spoke to her manager about me because she thought I would be a perfect fit. And that's how I ended up where I am today. Awesome. And it really t speaks well about your, your, your aptitude, your attitude, you know, it's shining through, through those projects. Ryan, you know, just, I wanted to talk to you a little second about just, you know, understanding the importance of giving opportunities to communities um, that are underserved, you know, how non-traditional talent and recruiting strategies are really effective. Sure. Thank you for that question. Um, because, uh, you know, um, I'm caught up right now in seeing what happens when you do it and do mm -hmm. it successfully. But uh, we're not a nonprofit, right? We do this because it makes good business sense. And that's rooted in things we've covered in previous podcasts. When you look at the, the need for workforce resilience for our customers to ensure that they can get their transformational work done based on GX Force and all that we bring to the table, whether it's here in the United States or overseas, uh, we recognize the need to deliver that value add. And when you look in the US at the number of open jobs, you hit any job board and on any given day, you're looking at 750,000 to a million openings. Right. There simply isn't enough talent in the United States to satisfy the need. And so that problem represents opportunity, opportunity to look at different populations inside of our country and identify people who are willing, deserving and can be successful of um, the opportunity to receive training and mentorship. And, and you're so, saying IT jobs, so there's uh, IT jobs specifically. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, other industries face it. It's the STEM now STEAM need in our country. Um, and so being able to partner with Valeria and, and her peers back, you know, so long ago, just proved the model. We can do this. We can get out in the community. We can identify people that have the drive that Valeria has so eloquently captured in her opening remarks. And we know this will work. So it is a matter of making, taking the time and making the investment to prove and scale that model. And that's what Outsource to America is all about. It isn't about COVID. It isn't just about um, the unrest in our society that you see when you don't invest in your communities, but it is about Valeria, the next Valeria that's out there, that if we can find an unpolished gem, look what happens when someone takes mm -hmm. the time. And, and again, the, the care. We use all those big buzzwords in, in DE&I and all these programs and all that. Put that aside on this podcast. And again, just meet Valeria and then meet Sam Deepin, who was willing to do it. I'm the lucky guy in the middle. This is my career. Uh, Galaxy has given me an opportunity to become dedicated to this program mm -hmm. and replicating it. So again, this isn't one where Valeria owes Galaxy anything. I owe as a, a person. Thank you to Valeria for proving this out because it's my career pathway. It's what I do. And if it weren't for her and her success, 
this would be a tough sell. And Valeria doesn't know this, but there has not been one meeting with one customer, one potential candidate or one team member where I haven't said, let me tell you about Valeria Rodriguez. <laughs> so she is the inspiration for this. Thank you. So when you when you think about um, the program, going back to when you kind of plucked her, you know, what t help me understand the importance that you would place on providing her with like a holistic growth path and just really exposing her to that opportunity, building that trust, building that confidence with her. It sounds like if she said, you know, it, it, she really had no vision. So how did you take that? Talk, talk to me a little bit about the program and, and how we help build that. Sure, there was, she didn't have a vision and, and how could she at that time? It was on Galaxy to introduce the opportunity to her. And again, the opportunity wasn't one specific role. It was an industry. And mm -hmm. in this industry, there's room for all. I'm a non-traditional hire as far as the tech company goes, um, but I came out of school in the dot-com boom. So it was in your face. Every traditional brick and mortar was having a dot-com added to it. The whole world was about mm -hmm. tech, mm -hmm. right? There are, as we grow in O2A, remember we are opening offices. There are roles across the SDLC, but there are roles across the entire business structure framework that are opportunities for people that if Galaxy wasn't doing this, would have otherwise been left for someone else to help. So again, this is a blessing, a responsibility that we have. But what we learned from Valeria and the rest of her colleagues when we hired them was the part that goes undiscussed a lot of times, that's the team member experience. When we talk about diversity, we're talking about targeted recruiting. We're clearly been doing that a long time. We're good with that. But when you talk about equity and inclusion, you are talking about every employee in our company, in every office. And how do we build a culture where everyone feels they have a fair, equal chance at success. Our CEO always talks about creating the American dream for everyone that mm -hmm. works for Galaxy. If it wasn't for Valeria, not her aptitude, intelligence, and feedback as it related to the curricula that was she was learning, but it was what does Galaxy need to do to help me be successful? Okay. This is the trust of this is what me and my peers are going through at home that can be barriers or springboards for us to continue success. So again, marry it back to our learnings with food insecurity and knowing that we can hire trainees, but if they are hungry or stressing over how to feed their families, they're not going to be amazing students in our training program. These mm -hmm. types of wraparound services, this the collaborative approach we take in communities with our community partners to ensure that our cities are a great place to live, work and play, all of that are lessons from the WASP program we did that Valeria was a partner of that understood it's not just about a job in a cubicle and leave somebody mm -hmm. to, to be successful. It's about building a trusting relationship where they can tell us what they need. We can speak internally about what we need to offer. And again, when you look up 10 years, Valeria, even more than that now, but you look up a decade later and you have a young executive on the line that again mm -hmm. says and, and credits us and we credit her. It's that mutual relationship, that mutual benefit that is making this society or gives us hope that this society will be better. You know, there is something that's unique to the way Galaxy has approached this. And it's, it's typical to the way Galaxy does things, uh, Tracy, you know, 
we were talking to one of our clients today about setting up an outsource to St. Louis for them. Ryan, you and I were on that. And they were talking about another program they have had. They have infused tons of money, opportunities, and they don't always get the best results. And obviously, when we heard that, I went deep into, okay, why? Why something worked versus why something did not? And I think um, the big difference is that the program they talked about was that they would bring people on and they would set them up for certain kind of training. Then they would circulate them through various departments to give them exposure and so on and so forth. Mm -hmm. But the curriculum or the program was built on shaping those individuals to conform to their specific needs. We are going in a different approach. We are basically saying, here is the industry. This is all that's possible. What are you good at? And it may so happen that something that attracts them or something they're good at may not be inside of Galaxy. So if we constrain this program to be a feeder just for Galaxy, it would be a completely different situation. But it isn't. The whole idea is that you give you know, the two ingredients that we can't bring to the table are the aptitude and the attitude. But if you do get people with those two qualities, inherent qualities, and you give them exposure, right? Here are the 10 things that are possible. This is what they look like. This is the kind of science involved in them. These are the processes. This is what you can do. Then wonderful things will happen. You don't have to shoebox things and put square pegs in round holes, you, it will organically grow. Most firms, lots of companies do something like what we're doing, mm -hmm. but they do it with a focus on job training. And what Sandeep and I and, and our, our leadership here at Galaxy have focused on and committed to is career pathway development. We uh, are putting okay. the team member first, not our job or our open cubicle first. We're putting these new team members first and giving them the tools they need to be successful for an entire career. And we know by doing it that way, we open the door for some people's pathway to take them into other organizations, mm -hmm. but that's okay, right? right because at right. the end of the day, if that's the mindset our industry takes, then guess what? We'll eliminate that talent shortage. All the cities we're operating in will be right. better tech hubs, right? And so again, there is a corporate social investment we're making in the community knowing that that will return to us. As, as evidenced by, by Valeria, you know, on this, on this show. And Valeria, what, what was it? Was there something, not to point you on the spot, was there something back then that made you uh, invest in this program other than you were like, you saw that possibility? Was there something about these two characters that you just went, yeah, that's a great idea? It, it was absolutely a no brainer. Like you get free IT training pretty much um, at mm -hmm. the time. Um, you get placed at a job where you can continue to enhance your skills. Um, you're led by wonderful people. It was just an absolute no-brainer to me. Mm -hmm. And so you're they, the opportunity to continue um, refining your higher education as you go along, but you're getting a head start on what everyone else gets after they complete their degrees. You know, Sandy Ben, you know, kind of thinking about what does that growth and diversity in the STEM field mean in the United States? We've kind of danced around that discussion 
Um, but what does that really mean in the U.S.? Yeah, I think uh, it, it's a crucial topic and very close to Galaxy's heart, right? Uh, I think, and we do mention that in quite a few places. I think over the years, IT has become a portfolio and a mix of a lot of not necessarily innovative or inventive thinking. Essentially, it has become just do these 10 tasks and your day will be done. Um, okay. and, and the reason, there are multiple reasons for that. One is the need for standardization, right? So you give them a playbook and you say, go do these 10 things. And uh, the more uh, uh, those steps there are in those playbooks, the more money you earn, right? Uh, you justify all the steps. And essentially, if you have an army of people doing all this stuff, then you earn a lot of revenue. Now, the way you then basically you know, compete is by uh, labor arbitrage, essentially saying, hey, if there are all these manual tasks, um, you know, maybe it can be done cheaper in some other country, right? Okay. Um, in Asia, somewhere else and say East Europe, and it can be done at a lower cost point. And that's where the IT work has gone. Even US-based uh, service providers, Tracy, the majority of their work in terms of hours is done from overseas. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and, and you know what we are saying, our argument, our hypothesis is the opposite. What we are seeing is that with GX Force, with Galaxy's approach to automation, we are saying that, look, United States has the best universities, the highest per, among the highest per capita advanced schools. And in that kind of a situation, why are we losing our edge in inventions and innovations? The United States has grown over the last 100, 200 years by building and inventing and you know, thinking out of the box, right? Mm -hmm. uh, even today, the most innovative inventions and the most impactful and attractive inventions that are pushing the envelope in terms of where the world is going were invented here in the US. Even if they were invented by people who weren't born in the US, they were invented in the US, they mm -hmm. were successful by their own admission mm -hmm. because they did this in the US. Mm -hmm. I can testify to that myself. So if that is the model that has put the United States at the forefront of IT, it is an obvious uh, uh, you know, extension that those are the kinds of IT delivery that we should be focusing on that requires innovation and invention, that requires the automation. That means that STEM is incredibly important for our young citizens. And these people need to come in and be exposed and the beauty of this field is you don't need to have an incredible amount of investment. You try, want to start up a, a brick and mortar company, it needs a lot of investment. Right. So right. Where is the barrier to entry? If someone can come in with the correct attitude and the aptitude and receives the appropriate exposure, is not fearful of STEM fields and of automation and things like that, then we can deliver IT in highly accurate, 
very competitive in terms of cost and time and consistency and regulations and everything and head and shoulders about any other country in the world today. Mm-hmm. And that I think is key to the success of where uh, the IT industry in the US can go to. And in that, if you see in that context, what Valeria has achieved is a testament to that model that done right, we can absolutely push the envelope in terms of what can be done. Valeria's work isn't going offshore in a hurry, Mm -hmm. but that's because Valeria has the skills. She has invested in her capabilities and her skills over the years and she's not taking the low road, she's taking the high road, as she just told us a couple of stories. Those stories inform us that if you take the high road and you push the envelope day in and day out, nothing can stop you from being successful, from shining, uh, Tracy, as you called it, and, mm-hmm. and uh, for incredible uh, careers and futures. And really, I, what I think is interesting, what I'm hearing from um, both you and, and Ryan and really Valeria is the O2A really reveals possibilities. So it's, it's delivering on the possibility that the IT field, both to the recruits, right? So providing them that opportunity, um, but to the U.S., you know, delivering qualified resources that can actually keep that work here. Looking back, Valeria, did you always see yourself in the STEM field? You had, you had said earlier that you, know, you felt that academically you were really strong. Did you always see yourself staying in that field? I, I didn't know where I was going to go. <laughs> I, I was still figuring it out. Yeah, yeah. So that's nice to hear then that, that this was a, well, maybe here's an opportunity I could definitely pursue, like you said, a no-brainer. Um, with that in mind, do you have any advice for others? Um, For anyone that's looking to kickstart their careers, I would say don't wait for things to fall in your lap. Find out what opportunities are out there for you and go for them. And even if um, you don't necessarily tick the box on every single requirement, don't be afraid to apply because not everyone that's applying for these jobs or these opportunities meet every single requirement, but they will get it because they have the drive. And um, for those that are already in the workforce, I would say always seek to understand why. So why am I working on this? Why does the company need this? What benefit is what I'm working on going to bring? Because finding out the reason why is what's gonna help you challenge yourself and challenge ideas that bring value and efficiency and innovation to the companies that you're working with. Wow, and it really, what you just said too, really just brings back to the, to the attitude. Apply, even if, even if you don't have everything, apply. Because if you, if you have the right mindset, you're gonna get hired. Yeah. You're gonna, there's gonna be a place for you no matter what. So listen closely, you just hear the tears running down my cheek right now. <laughs> listening to I know, Ryan, I'm just so impressed. One of the things I really wanna commend Valeria for is her willingness to come back and give back. Right, because again, it's one thing to have been an amazing participant of WAS and do all the things she's done to help us learn and prove our model, replicate our model, all that. But her willingness to come back, share her story with Galaxy and our followers, and we we've started talking offline about maybe communicating and doing some a little bit of mentorship with some of our trainees who are learning QA now, just to give them a very tangible goal, an aspirational goal that their career pathway can follow. Uh, someone like Valeria is based on what they're going through and and how they're utilizing their time now is just a testament to the person that she is. Uh, Again, this is 
Valeria is not just a superstar because of her ability to learn QA and become a, a, an executive in her organizations. Um, it's because she's then willing to continue to take the time and lift while she climbs and help others. Uh, so I just want to say thank you for that. Because again, it's the content of her character that I'm most impressed with. Thank you. Absolutely. Nope. We really okay. appreciate your time today, Valeria, um, and everybody on the call. Any last thoughts, Sandy Ben, before we, we end this podcast? Yeah, I, I uh, second what Ryan said, which is uh, that it has been uh, incredible. Thank you for uh, all your hard work. Uh, and as you heard today, Valeria, your success has meant a lot to all of us because at the end of the day, it not only uh, gives us confidence to move forward, but your willingness to give back means that we can hope uh, that we can scale this up. The model I was talking about, one of the challenges is that it is highly personalized. You know, we need to personally mentor people and the way you know, your willingness to give back means uh, that we can scale that. Uh, we can't scale it by machines, you know, that sort of thing. It, it needs the appropriate attention and care. Um, so really appreciate that. Nice talking to you after all these years and, uh, you know, uh, looking forward to uh, uh, having a lot of fun with this uh, over the next uh, months and years. I'm excited. Yeah, and I just, I really appreciate you taking the time to talk to us today. This has been, an, for me personally, not just having met you, it's been very insightful and, and inspiring to hear from both Ryan and Sandeep and yourself, um, the success story that is the O2A program um, and yourself personally. So um, with that, we'll wrap up this, like I said, insightful, inspiring, and for Ryan Hoyle, very emotional podcast. Thank you so much for everyone for your time. Thanks, guys. Great, thank you.